2: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: We never caught up on our Christmas goss. What's the Christmas goss? Jingle bell. (laughs) Jingle bell. No, so I was trying to think of another Christmas pun and I I couldn't. Um, So... Have you heard the rumors about Sandra Bullock's lesbian bar?
3: Oh, I love Sandra Bullock's lesbian bar. I didn't realize
1: this was a thing, and now I'm seeing memes everywhere. Taylor Swift exits Sandy B's lesbian bar, or like it was an Anne Hathaway, or some, it was some A-lister, and someone retweeted it, going, "Who's what and what? <laughs> like what?" <laughs> so apparently, Sandy B, our girl, has a lesbian bar, and I'm like, "Is Sandy B fruity?" The people need to know. I mean, have we seen Ocean's Eight? What is it,
3: eleven or eight? Yeah. Have <laughs> we seen Ocean's Eight?
1: <laughs> I was watching Kate Blanchett in Ocean's Eight.
3: And I was watching her interact with Sandra Bullock.
1: Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Maybe there is a little f- fruity fruit fruit. Fruit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I must know more about this bar. I don't know. I keep seeing it as well It's just it's just celebrities that I think are considered Fruity or might be Fruity or are rumored to be Fruity exiting her bar.
1: Oh my god.
3: Yeah. I just love that she has a bar, first of all. Like, literally. I would love to go.
1: Yeah, me too. We're not famous enough, though. Mm, we can use the back door. Uh, sneak <laughs> it. Sneak in. Sneak in. Sneak in. <laughs> Maybe we'll get in with Rachel Sanna and she'll let us in.
3: You know, actually, Rachel Sennett is not queer What? I know Okay, okay, and okay I'm Re- about to make it worse Not even Jewish What?
1: Yeah Okay, rewrite. And
3: we're live Do I make you nervous, Corky?
0: I'm a homosexual Lesbian
1: I'm a homosexual I have loved you the way they said You fancy gears I'm having a proper full-on gay crisis Hello and welcome to Gay Actually. Thanks for being here. It's gonna be a fun old gay time. Which perfect is a lesbian musical film. <laughs> okay. Of course, of course. Because I want to carry off badass lesbian chic like Kate Blanchett can. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Hi everyone! <laughs> welcome back to Gay Actually, a series as part of the UK Film Review podcast where we discuss all things LGBTQ plus cinema. If you want to hear about Rachel Sennett not being queer or Jewish, you've come to the right place today. My name is Amber, and as always, I am joined by Joyce. Hello. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Queer. Oh, yeah. Do you know who's to not everyone, a new queer? Uh, Rachel
3: Sennett. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I didn't know that. Right, okay, we're going to have to... We didn't know that either. Happy New Year, everyone, but we're going to have to launch straight into this now. Um, I just assumed that she was queer.
3: Didn't we all? I looked... So I Wikipedia'd her today, just to be prepared. Love that. And, yeah, she has never explicitly mentioned her sexuality, but she dates men. Okay, okay. So we're not saying she's straight. But she's also not um explicitly queer
1: okay so she's not put a label okay okay she's never
3: she, she's never dated public she's a she's a stand-up comedian yeah never talked about women you know what I mean like there's no reason for us to think she might be queer But then
1: maybe she I'm putting words in her mouth but maybe she's just not had any experience with women like for the fu- she's not come out and been like I'm straight but I don't know interesting I yeah. didn't know this, and also she's not Jewish.
3: Crazy, right? Because she plays so many Jewish characters. I say yeah. so many, but really,
1: how many? How many? I mean, ones? these are the only two films I've seen with Rachel Center in. So, also, I yeah. realized that I was saying her name wrong in the last episode we did. By the way, listeners, Wait. we had an episode come out on Tuesday, two days ago, on our Gay Actually channel. Yes, we record in two places. It's on. Dan Levy's debut film, Good Grief. Uh, a bit sad, but mostly joyful and uplifting. Go and give it a listen, show us some love over there. But I realised yeah, that I said Rachel said, uh, Sennett wrong.
3: Yeah, well, have, have, what, huh?
1: I realised that I said her name wrong. I was saying Rachel oh, Senner, say? but it's Rachel Sennett. Uh, Sennett. Yeah, but yeah. I was getting it because I was hearing it through like an American... Lil. Senna. Senna.
3: But it's Senate. Senate. Okay. So, should we introduce this episode? Yes. What are we talking about today? Go for it, girl. What are we talking about? We are talking about the films of Rachel Senate. She's not a director, but she is, I will say, screenwriter. Living on the internet, that as well. Living on the internet, Rachel Senate's films. It's kind of a cult. It's a cult within the film world. Is it a
1: lesbian cult?
3: Not necessarily, no.
1: Okay. What do people yeah. like about Rachel Sennett?
3: I think it's just her her acting, her comedy, kind of her personality. Plus, I mean, we've, you've seen two of her films now, but yeah. they're all kind of like... Well, and I, I keep saying her films, but really, she, like I said, she's not the director. But she's kind of... The appeal and the reason why people watch these films Mm -hmm. I would argue kind of living or having seen a lot of things about Rachel Sennett on Twitter and that are boxed and stuff like that like it seems to be very much about her and I mean I can see why I think she's
1: so unique in her acting in a way that's just really fun I agree I think she's really funny Bearing in mind, I came into this a Rachel Sennett virgin. Um, This was Joyce's theme uh, for this month. And yeah, I didn't know what to expect. And there is definitely one film that I prefer more. But... Oh, I'm curious.
3: Which one is it? Okay, we're going to... So today in this episode, we're going to talk about two of her films. Two of the films starring Rachel Sennett. One of them is Shiver Baby and the other one's Bottoms. Okay, which one did you prefer? I
1: preferred Bottoms to Shiver Baby. Okay. And I don't know my reasons, so don't ask me my reasons. But it's just like the overall vibe of the film. I preferred. I think, I don't know. I mean, we'll get get into it more. But I think the comedy in Bottoms just really struck a chord with me. And I was crying. I was watching it last night. I was absolutely in bits, laughing. I just thought mm. the dyna- the chemistry between all of the actresses was incredible. Such good casting. And I didn't know any of them. I didn't know any of the people in the film.
3: You know, Kaya Gerber. I think she's a model. <clears throat> no, I didn't. I don't know anyone. You were Rachel Sennett's love interest.
1: No, I name, I didn't, didn't recognize her. Ayo Adeberi as well. I hadn't really seen before, but now I'm seeing videos everywhere um, of a certain acceptance speech from the other day where she thanked Ireland in an acceptance speech and everyone's going mad for it for some reason. And I think oh. I'm not in on the joke. So I was like, as someone with that, you know, that one person in the comments that's like, someone explain to me because I don't get it. I love that person because I never
3: understand. <laughs> Honestly, and it's like embarrassing to write it yourself. Literally, yeah. And I'm I'm like You out.
1: took one for the team, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was something to do with Ireland. Uh I can't remember what it was now, so that was useless. But I don't know either. Um I'll look it up after the yeah. <laughs> Um But yeah, their chemistry was amazing, the two of them. Um mm-hmm. and I really liked Ruby Cruz as well, who plays Hazel. Hazel, yeah. I was like, girl, I see you. Um so yeah. Shiva baby I liked. And I thought it was really still really funny and still really relatable. I don't know who wrote Shiva baby but it felt like an authentic Jewish experience satirized.
3: So Shiva baby was actually a short film that was made at NYU. Yeah. And Rachel Sennett also starred in that. Oh. In the short in the short film. Yeah. I didn't think the film then, was
1: short. It was like an hour and fifteen.
3: Yeah, but a short film was like eight minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was a short. And then that got picked up and they got funding to make the feature. Whoa. Which is the Shiver Baby that we just watched. Cool. Yeah. Same director, Emma Seligman. Seligman? Okay. If you as it. Um, she's also the writer nice and she might be Jewish I don't know <laughs> let me look it up probably yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yes yeah,
3: she she also wrote Bottoms wrote and directed Bottoms Ah,
1: okay so. okay yeah because did um Rachel Sennett co-write Bottoms as well or am I making that up I think maybe she did co-write I know that mm-hmm. they
3: came up with the idea together I love film.
1: that oh, yeah she co-wrote I it. love that like up and coming let's make a film together vibe that's yeah. so fun I don't want to trash Shiver Baby. I did actually really like it, but I think Bottoms just sealed the deal for me a lot more. Mm. Which one did you watch first? Shiver Baby. Baby. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's because I selfishly—I don't know if that a part of that reason is that I related to Bottoms more.
3: Why is that, Amber?
1: (laughs) Queer coming of age. Oh, Oh, because I I was talking about film title. enough
3: <laughs> wow that took you a really long time um i saw this one review we'll get into the films. so we're definitely going to talk about both but i saw this yeah. one review um about bottoms on letterbox that was something like the funny thing is that no one in this film is a bottom or something like that yes <laughs> I because was i
1: was wondering <laughs> i just spat my drink oh my god nice i was wondering why it was called bottoms because i was like nobody here is giving bottom energy um, right. Do we have to explain to our listeners what a bottom is? Because I don't think all of our listeners on UK Film Review are queer.
3: Okay. Hi guys. <laughs> um, Wait. Keep it clean. I was going to say Google it. <laughs> a bottom, maybe is like in a non-sexual way, is maybe someone who likes to be like pampered and like treated nicely mm-hmm. and like taken care of, maybe. I find it really hard to define, like, non-sexually what a top or a bottom is. Oh, Reddit has red.
1: There's a Reddit forum for this. For top or bottom? Bottom energy versus top energy. <laughs> In my opinion, bottom energy and top energy are just memes that have gotten out of hand. <laughs> I mean, honestly... I mean, <laughs> fine. Because it,
3: st- it started out as a sexual thing, right? Like, yeah. it came from like gay men. And then for some reason it got adopted into, like, the rest of queer culture.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's, it is a joke that's got out of control. I'm trying to figure out what it means in the context of this film.
3: Well, I think what we were just saying that it's kind of kind of out of hand and it's kind of a joke in a lot of ways now. Yeah. Maybe that's just kind of it, like yeah. the absurdity of it. Like, that's how this film Bottoms. So like, how funny yeah. is that? It
1: It is hilarious and so satirical. Also, I feel like some straight people might not know what it means. And that to me is even more funny because right. obviously the whole film is kind of talking about how the straight people at the school treat the queer people because they just don't understand what it anything. And that to me is funny because I'm like, finally someone has taken the negative experience of being openly gay at school and twisted it around so that these people, these bullies look stupid. That's mm. redemptive for me. I love it.
3: But it also could be <laughs> is, I was just thinking while you we were talking, like, you know how you have films like American Pie, where it's about they want to lose their virginity. They're kind of like all losers That's, that can't get any sex. It's that
1: kind of vibe, isn't it? It's
3: kind of the same vibe. So, but instead of calling them losers, we would call them bottoms. Yes.
1: But like also it could be bottom, that of well. the bottom of the high school food chain exactly like, there's just so many that's the thing in american films and american culture like the high school pecking order isn't exactly. it it's like so ingrained right. like jocks cheerleaders nerds
3: exactly exactly that but you can't take it seriously because it's called bottoms and bottoms isn't yeah. even, like a serious <laughs> word like and it's just like a queer code of word and it's just like so good i think there's a lot of interpretations for the title but yeah
1: um yeah and what about shiver baby the title because obviously well sugar baby Oh Shiva baby. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh my god. Cause I was like I was like because a shiva is like the equivalent of a wake in Judaism. It's like the celebration of life after the funeral. But I was like, what does the baby part mean? <laughs> That's so she's good. Of course, sugar baby. baby. Yeah. That's good. Cause she is I, she's such a baby. Yeah. Both of these roles, she's so unlikable, and I actually kind of dig it.
3: I love her. Like I she's it's like you say, but this is this is why I love the way she acts because she's so
1: unserious. It it makes me hate her or like get annoyed with her because really? her characters I don't know, her characters are so it's unlikable. So yeah. Yeah, but
3: she's just it's just like nothing about it is like oh. Everything about it is like, oh
1: Yeah, I get you. But then I'm also like help yourself.
3: Oh, dude. So I watched this other film that we're not going to talk about today. But I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies um, yesterday. And I this is my favorite. I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. And Rachel Sennett is not the main character in it. She's like one of the side characters. Yeah. But well, she's just so good. Like, I just love the way she acts. Like, her character is also so highly unlikable. But she's so, like, I I I've known people that were exactly like her and
1: like
3: yeah I okay not to get into this I'm I'm gonna keep this super short but just a little anecdote one time I had this little summer job that was god awful but it was for a bunch of very 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 rich people from LA and it was like I was serving at like one of their things was this anyway, when you were in not the to States? Get into, no th- this was here in London oh my god but these were like really rich people from LA doing stupid rich people stuff sorry no offense <laughs> And one of the, I don't know, they're never going to listen to this. One of the girls was like 22. She was the daughter. And like, they're from LA, mind you, right? They have a house in like Venice Beach. Oh my God. The daughter is like 22 dating this 45 year old, like kind of actor. Like, and that is exactly what Bodies, 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 Rachel Sennett was giving. The exact same oh. thing. And I was like, oh my God, I know this girl. Like, I know this girl. I It's know a girl
1: her. in American culture that you'd recognize
3: she can really pinpoint these tiny details about a character that make them so recognizable. And this is what I like in her acting, because it's just so unserious, but it's so, like, it feels so real. Like, I recognize myself in a lot of her... Characters, but also recognize other people in some of her characters. And yeah, it is they—they are unlikable. That's a good point. And she does it so well that it's just so fun to watch. That's how I feel about. But also,
1: it. the I guess the great thing about those characters is that you—the reason why they annoy us so much is that we see qualities in them that secretly we hate about ourselves, like those insecurities and those little jealousies or whatever of like hugely amplified, but we are we still recognize them as something human and then we're like oh that's how yeah. she gets yeah yeah.
3: We've already I mean we've already at this point talked so much about Rachel Sennett but there's a few more things I want to say before we jump into the film. Go for it girl. Yeah yay. So if you're not familiar with Rachel Sennett she was actually already kind of popular before she started acting. Um and I think and this might be the same for like other people but for me at least like I didn't realize this was the same person. There was this video. I don't know if it was a TikTok or God knows, but it has a lot. It has like Vine energy. It's like a Vine energy TikTok. <laughs> and everyone has seen it. Like I don't know if you've seen it, um, Amber, but it's I kind of like with
1: me. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if I've Wait. seen it or not?
3: But I-, I think everyone on the internet has seen this video. Come on, it's LA. What? It's LA. I'm addicted to drugs. We all are. If you don't have an eating disorder, get one. Oh my God. This video, this is Rachel Sennett. My God. Yes. No way. This. And there's this tweet that this girl tweeted um in 2018 which is two years before <laughs> shiva baby tweeted and this tweet i have seen this tweet so many times in my lifetime <laughs> okay i couldn't believe that this is rachel senate she tweeted this tweet you might have seen it going on a date tonight with 11 dollars in my bank account let's hope he's not a feminist lol and then her comment first comment is her as well saying ha 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 he said in the first three minutes of the date i follow you on twitter don't worry i got you covered
1: i've seen that as well i've loved i've liked that tweet exactly that's rachel Sennett. That's brilliant i th- oh my right? god she's funny
3: so she's a stand-up comedian that's how she started oh that's in the brilliant entertainment industry yeah. doing stand-ups she had some shows on comedy central with ao from bottoms yeah she had a show with her on comedy central
1: no um, way yeah doing
3: stand-up stuff like that that's how she started oh, that's why they and have such she... good chemistry then yep they've known each other for a long time apparently they met at nyu <gasps> so Love. that's where she did Shiva Baby the short film and then she did Shiva Baby the feature and from there mm-hmm. more stuff has happened so she was in the Idol as well that HBO show that everyone hates mm. I haven't seen it yet the one with um, The yeah, weekend, with the and Lily Rose Depp oh yeah. god so yeah anyway this is kind of the background on um, Rachel Sennett wow
1: crazy times yeah.
3: so like we all kind of know her I told you about that tweet in that video, and we we both know about it. But that is Rachel Sennett. That's crazy. How is that?
1: I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, me either. Those wild times. So, anyway, cultural moment. <laughs> Let's dive into the films. Shiver, baby, twenty twenty. Let's go. I just still
3: can't believe she's not Jewish. Like, I literally that blows
1: my mind. That blows so... my mind.
3: So Shiva Baby is about our girl, our girl. What's her Danielle. name? Danielle. <laughs> Danielle. Our girl Danielle, a Jewish girl in New York, who's currently in college, should be graduating soon, and she is earning some money as a sugar baby at the moment. She goes to a shiva, like you said, it's a it's a wake in Judaism, yeah. with her parents, and there she sees her ex girlfriend as well, which is excellent. Maya. Um, Maya. And then, to make matters even worse, her sugar daddy walks in with his wife
1: and their baby. <laughs> and then she realizes um, this man is married with a baby. Yeah. I'm not the only baby in his life.
3: Ooh, <laughs> Shiva double baby. Um, <laughs> that
1: let's we need to remember to talk about that baby because oh my god, <laughs> that baby.
3: Yep. So, yeah, the whole film, I think it's like 90 minutes long or something, is set at the Shiva. Like, it's all in one location, one kind of time frame. Um, But it gets increasingly hot for Danielle. And we can feel the stress building and building and building and building. Um, Because she's navigating so many things at once. It's like her parents talking about her college major, which isn't really a major, it's like liberal arts and a mix of gender, gender studies and gender, business, uh, gender business, and then having no job prospects. And then her, her sugar daddy, who's being really weird, and his wife, who's being very suspicious. And then Maya, who's actually going to law school and is actually really successful, her ex-girlfriend, and her not being able to deal with that. Um, and then losing her phone and all these people talking to her talking about her weight and whoo it gets super overwhelming
1: yeah it's crazy i think i found this film so overstimulating i because it cause is i like the film but i was saying the reason it's not my favorite of the two is because i actually found it quite stressful <laughs> it's that feeling of they capture the feeling so well of There's just these long takes stuck on Danielle's face as there's sounds and music happening. It was giving, like, a bit of Yorgos Lanthimos the favourite with, like, the violin strings, sudden violin jerks and close-up on the face and just constant talking, like, oh, you know, I'm sure we can do some networking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And just constant noise. It's so much. It's the film. It's... The film is literally like an hour and fifteen. It's not that long at all, but I found it a lot, and mm-hmm. I was like, "It was good," but I was like, whew, "Okay, and relax." Um, also, the beginning was not expecting the beginning.
3: Yeah. Oh, when she's at her sugar daddy's apartment. Um, yeah, I because you you mentioned um, what was it with the violence that you just mentioned? Mm-hmm. Ding, huh? Ding. <laughs>
1: the crazy the violin noise yeah but what film did you reference the favorite sorry <laughs> i was like <laughs> what, what violin you mean, thing? ding <laughs> i was no, doing an favorite. impression of the thing the favorite yeah, Logo- yeah yorgos yeah. lanthan was the favorite speaking of which i still oh, haven't seen goes. poor things so no spoilers. i'm gonna go watch it
3: literally i have to go watch it this week otherwise i'm gonna cry i'm so- like Yorgos. he's
1: like Whoa. one of my faves i love yeah. him because the guy, there was this guy at work and he was like I'm gonna go see it and I was like don't spoil it for me don't. Anyway I was <laughs> gonna
3: this also reminded me of Birdman. Do you remember okay. that film? Yeah yeah yeah. God I, that completely away my memory <laughs> but Birdman was so felt so like stressful as well. Mm-hmm. And the music I think in Burnman was mostly drums, but it would also like build up yeah. when things were happening. And that kind of like building or like that placement of the music makes me feel panicked. Felt yeah. Felt very similar in Shiva Baby. Yeah. And plus like you know, there were so many close ups of her face, like you're saying, but even from the start, and it makes you feel so like imprisoned almost because you don't even get to see everything that's going on. Like we have such a limited view
1: yeah it's such a good way of portraying how terrible she's feeling inside like because she does not like herself at all and i think there's something really i feel like queer jews may relate to the film because it's that feeling of being in a religious environment surrounded by people that obviously the community is really tight-knit you've all of these people have known Danielle since she was an infant so they're all coming up to her like oh Danielle have you eaten anything honey like and it's so it's so much for her to have all these like aunties just being like descending on her um mm-hmm. also like you know how's school going have you got a boyfriend who can we set you up with have you got a job lined up oh who could we network with and like it's all about like getting connections oh I might have a cousin in publishing let me get you in touch and it's like that world is so I feel like it's quite authentic but then also it's just so overwhelming for Danielle and then to watch that as an audience member just kind of being like I mean I mean
3: that would be stressful on its own. But the yeah. fact that her ex, her successful
1: ex-girlfriend is there and her sugar daddy. Yeah. So she didn't know the sugar daddy was going to be there. Because they both lied about where they were going to be at the beginning. Because I just yeah. thought, oh, like, is she, she's collecting money. Like, she doesn't want to emotionally connect. Fair. I just assumed that she was a sex worker at the start. Because I, I went into this film completely blind. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then he comes in and I literally was like, No. <laughs>
3: Because he doesn't look
1: old enough either to be a sugar daddy. That threw me off. Well,
3: he's using his wife's money to pay for it.
1: Ah! Oh yeah, because she's a business owner, honey.
3: She has three businesses and she's a breadwinner in the house. Obviously. Yes, and they he really... uses
1: her cash. They're quite... People gossip about her. They call her a shiksa princess, which basically mm-hmm. I had to Google. Um, so I'm trusting Google for the definition. But it basically means a non-jewish woman who is interested in jewish men so obviously because she's not jewish she's married into judaism that's what they refer to as a shiksa princess mm. and i was wondering about that yeah also i read i did some research and apparently um the shiksa princess is seen as other to the jewish man and therefore it's something that's forbidden and therefore more desirable um which i also thought was very interesting in the context of things um, how he, she's the one that he's married and settled down with and that still isn't like I mean first of all Diana Agron stunning it's still not enough for him he still has to be sleeping with he needs to get with... his little Jewish on the side yeah exactly that's how it felt to me yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I was interpreting it it's like he's trying to like morally justify it somehow that's how that is how it felt yeah regardless cheating yeah. no 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 mm-mm
3: um yeah. So I'm trying to think like the order of the film, but as you say, it's like wow, it's super stressful, and it gets <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But let's talk about Maya for a second. So Maya is the same age as Danielle. Mm-hmm. They went to school together, they've known each other since they were kids, and they had a little dating phase in yeah. like I think it was high schoolish because they went to prom together. Yeah. Their parents were aware. They're still aware and they're still constantly watching them to make sure nothing else is happening. No funny business. No no funny <laughs> business with Maya, okay? So yeah, Maya basically is the opposite of Daniel in this moment of time. Mm-hmm. She is very successful. She did really well in college and she's going to law school. She's put together. She's She can easily talk to everyone. She knows her way with words. She's done internships with some people at this Shiva. Um, so she's... Kind of the opposite of Danielle. In this she's moment. got it all figured and out. She does, and then we kind of also realize that Danielle has been lying to her sugar daddy and been basically pretending to be Maya, like telling him all these things that Maya is actually achieving right now. Like she's doing this to pay for law school, blah 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 blah. But actually, that's Maya's thing. So immediately we get this dynamic of. Wow, she maybe it's not even jealousy, but maybe it's insecurity. Kind of insecurity and that pettiness of this is my ex and she's doing well and she's making her parents proud because sorry, I'm talking really fast. Because I think the biggest struggle with Danielle isn't even that her ex is there, that her sugar daddy is there. I think her biggest pit of insecurity is that she's scared to make her parents. That to make her parents disappointed
1: yeah because she's bisexual isn't she but her mum's kind of like you know you had your experimenting phase and now that's done now we can find you a husband um or not necessarily a husband just like a nice man but danielle's kind of like that's invalidating also that i think you're right i think there's a lot to be said for the insecurities. I don't see I don't think it's just Danielle feeling insecure about Maya. I think Maya is also feeling insecure about Danielle. Because the dynamic between them is so catty. They're having to like this whole there's this whole culture between them of having to one-up each other and you know, all of the parents are like, oh, what are they up to? Oh, that's great. Or like silently judging what they are or aren't doing. And it, I think, you know, there's not only like religious cultural elements coming into that but also a sense I feel like, I don't know I don't know how you feel about this but I feel like it's been represented before in media that you know there's two women in a relationship together or like any same sex couple and there's like a degree of like competition or like the couple being pitted against each other do you know? I'm not phrasing that very well, but you kind of get what I mean. Like with I'm trying to think like with an Mayor and Danielle, they're having to prove themselves to their parents, and they also feel like they have to prove themselves to each other. And it adds like it's like a whole other dynamic that same sex people have to deal with. I think sometimes right? if there's an in- I mean- if there's insecurities.
0: Yeah,
3: Like a one-up ship. It does feel very much like cultural in this sense. And I think the parents are very like centralized. Like yeah. Maya's making her parents proud and Danielle isn't. And this is like what she's the most insecure about, yeah, the fact that definitely. her parents might be disappointed in her. But if she was like Maya, they wouldn't be.
1: Yeah, that definitely it- is the main source of her anxiety. But I just, I think it's, I think it's interesting that, there's like an element of sexuality involved as well,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. So, like you said, there's a lot of cadence going on. Maya's like constantly digging at Danielle, mm-hmm. and her digs are not even unfair to be honest. Like they're pretty sound. Yeah, it's just that Danielle doesn't have anything to throw back at Maya, so she she's just, she loses. She's losing it like mm-hmm. slowly. Like she, it's it's getting way too much for her.
1: And um, um, all the networking, like. Her mum keeps throwing around the phrase "the family deal," so like, yeah. getting like it's like getting a discount, but it's like you know, if I do this favor for you, will you get my daughter a job, kind of thing. And I, yeah. I love it. I think it's brilliant. She's so desperate for Danielle to get a good job. Yeah, and I love that also as well. Like we're at a shiver, and basically everyone everyone goes in the community regardless of how well they knew the person like when danielle gets there she was like wait who died like just double checking who the dead person is because like weddings but then also like shivers and funerals and that kind of thing like everyone from the community gets together um so everyone's trying to like be like oh catch up on all the goss and i quite like it
3: (laughs) yeah so sugar daddy wife weiss Played by Diana Agron, Queen. Plus, Diana Diana Agron, by the way, is super connected to Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> I know. I really want Diana Agron to be bi. She
3: is bi. She's openly bi. What? Yeah.
1: Are you serious? Yeah.
3: <laughs> she had a she. had a t shirt on once. I said I like I like to kiss girls. What? I did. How did? Ha, ha, this is why everyone thought that she had a thing with Taylor Swift because they, were, they had a period ha, where they seen together all the I time. I thought that
1: was just people being like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Oh, my Wait, sorry. I'm learning so much. So, Agron is Jewish, first of all. Oh. Ironic that she plays a, quote, shiksa princess in wow. this film. And obviously she's been involved with LGBT charity work and stuff. I didn't realize she was fruity. She's pretty. That's incredible. Oh my god, that makes me like her even more. I just thought she was like the best ally. Because I thought, how random that she's in this film. I love that.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods. All at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, But she's Jewish and she's queer.
3: So she's basically what Rachel Sennett should be. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. First of all, I really liked her character in this. I thought it was like the perfect balance of like girl boss. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh my god,
3: she's such a girl boss, yeah. but also she's but also, so like, observant. Yeah, like she knows something's not right. Like her husband's acting weird. They don't give um, her enough. Danielle's acting
1: weird in the film, like just being like, yeah. They just assume that she won't understand anything, but she's watching. She knows. She knows. Oh, she knows. She's reading people.
3: There's there's like a point where, like you just said, the family deal. Danielle's mom tries to get Diana Agron to give um, Danielle a job. Mm-hmm. Because she has three businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And she's super accommodating. She's like, "Yeah, either you could do this, or we can we can create something for you specifically, so you can kind of explore yeah, what so you she, want to do." She's playing the game. Yeah, Danielle is like, "Uh, no, that's that's okay. I'm actually super busy babysitting right now. Like, that's okay. That's not really what I want to do." And it's so weird, right? Like, in her parents are probably super happy, like hearing that, you know. This woman is ready to give their daughter like mm-hmm. such a good opportunity, and she's kind of like no. Obviously, it's suspicious. Like, girl, what the hell? Yeah. Some really awkward moments, and this is what Rachel Senate does so well, right? Like the awkward mm-hmm. moments,
1: because they're so loaded. Like <laughs> Diana Agron really plays well into that because she gives these like she does this thing where she kind of she kind of looks like this, like she'll like should I open her mouth slightly as if she's gonna say something but like it's just that she's taking everything in so she's silently observing and kind of thinking why is danielle being so weird with me Mm -hmm. and (laughs) and obviously both danielle and max aka sugar daddy know what the situation is and he is not nice it's not danielle's fault that he is there how was she supposed to know that he was Jewish. They don't talk about being Jewish in the in the time that we see the film.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's He's super evil. uncomfortable. He's
1: not very nice. I don't like him.
3: And I think we see Danielle kind of, quote unquote, acting out towards him. Yeah. And I think it's almost because she's losing control over the entire situation at the Shiva that she tries to grasp on something she does have control over, mm-hmm. like normally, because... There's this moment, spoiler alert, at the end when she's talking to Maya and she explains why she does it, right? Where she does the sugar baby thing, and mm-hmm. she says it's because I because the power, yeah, the power I feel. Which so I get during, the, it, I get during it. the shiva, during the shiva when everything's going wrong and then Dan- Danielle's losing grip on anything, she tries to grasp that one thing that she knows gives her power. Yeah. So she tries to engage Max. She sends him nude, just because. And it's it's almost like first when you watch it, it's almost like why would she do that? Yeah, But then it makes sense at the end when she explains why she does it in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And it's kind of like in the, you know how people have, you know when people have behaviors that only come out because they lose control about their lives or they feel like they don't have enough control so they need to do something to give them control, right? Yeah, It's almost like we're seeing that happen with her there. Like she tries to grasp this one thing she knows. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even work. This guy is giving her nothing. I mean, fair enough. His wife and his baby are downstairs. But she's even losing that in that moment. Mm. And this is why it just keeps accumulating and accumulating. Like all this stress and she can't even get a break.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
3: To make matters worse... She leaves her phone in the bathroom. Oh,
1: my God. That's she sends those snoots. This. And why was the phone <sighs> unlocked? It's like she was trying to self-sabotage. It
3: wasn't unlocked, but the notification... Like, she... Sorry, if you have a sugar dating app... Sugar dating app? Why would you allow notifications, first of all? Oh, my God. And why would you not lock the notifications? Oh my god! Literally, like, cause the only th- Maya finds her phone. She doesn't like it's not unlocked. Like she sees the notifications. That's it. And then yeah. she just remembers her passcode because they were so close before.
1: Oh god.
3: Yeah. So Maya finds out about the whole sugar dating thing, and then confronts. And this is right as they're doing better. Like they mm. they finally started to have a conversation. Didn't
1: they kiss? At and- oh, this, they'd kissed at this point oh yeah that's true it comes before that i had a cheeky little kiss outside oh my god which was hilarious because it it was like really like intimate and close up and then it cuts to the all the mums and aunties talking on the porch and it's just like looks really weird like them just like
3: (laughs) no it's iconic like there's everyone's like smoking cigarettes and then around the corner maya's just smoking a cigarette by herself yeah like, iconic. It's like she's hiding, but she's right there. <laughs> it's so true. And he kiss. Oh, mm. God, I forgot to even say that. How how did that make you feel?
1: For me, it kind of came out of nowhere because they were being horrible to each other the entire time. But as soon as it, I was kind of, like, got over the initial shock, I was like, you can see that there's a lot of history and a lot of chemistry there, and, like, it, it did make sense after that point. But my initial reaction was like, Huh? <laughs> what's going on Um, also another line that I liked um, was a conversation that she had with her mum, first of all love the mum, actually think that she's more understanding than she's given credit for but she says to her mum, you think everyone that's bi is experimenting and then her mum says my gaydar is as strong as a bull (laughs) and I was like okay (laughs) I love it, pop off. They're actually like such a,
3: in a way, like a fun family because yeah. they actually talk about stuff. Like they yeah. talk about sex and orgasms,
1: and I could, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's nice. It's kind of refreshing that like there's not really, like, yes, yeah, she's keeping a secret that she's a sugar baby, but like, why would you tell your parents that? But I like that. Other than that, like, things are quite open. There's no repression. Mm. That it's nice to kind of not lead with the repression you know, for a change on screen.
3: Yeah, Um, and she's like, she's totally fine being bisexual. Like, she doesn't really, yeah, like, it's not really
1: talked about, but she couldn't care less, it seems, you know? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I feel like we should wrap this up before we talk about bottoms, but the end of the film, obviously, we need to talk about Danielle messing with Max in front of Diana Agron and also the screaming infant. Thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> what do you mean, messing with Max? Like how he's not f- he, yeah, he's not very nice to her. So towards the end of the film, when Diana Agron starts catching on, she's like, "Where did you two meet?" And Max is like, "We met at school, so like at Temple." And Danielle's like, "Yeah, although did we? Is that where we met? Hmm, um, I'm not sure." And she's playing, and I'm like, "Go on, girly, mm. go on."
3: Yeah. Milk him. Well, at this point, Diana
1: Agron already knows. Yeah,
3: like, she's got it. The look on her face. Yeah, she knows. She, there's like a point where she tries to give the baby to um, Danielle, and Danielle yes. just completely refuses to take the baby.
1: I like, mean, completely fair, refuses. That baby was yelling the entire time. As yeah. soon as the baby got there, but, but I, I just know. was like, why won't the baby cease? It just added to like the like overstimulation that Danielle was experiencing. Just rose the baby, just like Aah! honestly. But how did you feel about the ending? I
3: liked when they're all in the car together yeah. and they hold hands.
1: I really Daniel liked
3: it. Yeah, I love the I love Maya's mom. She's she's even worse than Danielle's mom. She's yes. so scared that something would happen between Maya and
1: Danielle. Well, I like and- Danielle's mom. I don't like Maya's mum. No, Maya's mum, yeah. She's so paranoid. At least Danielle's mum actually like cares about her enough to be like, sweetie, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: There's like one point, I think, I don't know if they're touching each other or what, or they're just squished together in the back. Mm. Oh, the, the dad asks them to share one seat so the old lady can join in the back and then Maya's mom is like oh my god we can walk home we can get out now she just <laughs> so not her scared. daughter to sit on the other one's lap literally
1: yeah? she's absolutely terrified that they're just gonna start having sex in the car exactly but I thought it was a perfect ending to the chaos it is
3: it is it's a nice ending it's kind of hopeful mm. for the relationship and also just kind of for Danielle
1: yeah definitely
3: I like Shiver Baby. The first time I watched it, I think I had the same feelings as you. I wasn't too sure about it. And I was just very overwhelmed. But now that I rewatched it, I liked it so much more.
1: Okay, that's good. Yeah, I... Because I did really like it. I just found it quite overstimulating. But I think... As I'm thinking about it, there are just so many good merits to it. And it's beautifully acted. And just hilarious to be honest so
3: well done. I want to see the short
1: yeah I wonder if that, you can access it anywhere mm. shall we move on to Bottoms the 2023 film starring Rachel sennett
3: mm. hell yeah also
1: co-written by Rachel sennett
3: sennett
1: Should we just jump straight in yeah I just start doing interpretive dance
3: I love it. I'm your freestyle dance Interpretive dance
1: break. A message from our sponsor. If you want to be our sponsor, talk to us about being your sponsor. Oh my god, you took me by surprise. I was like, we have a sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Anyway, Bottoms is a queer teen coming of age film. My favourite. I've written an essay on this.
3: I love coming-of-age films as a genre Me as well, too. So.
1: I just think there's something so relatable, nostalgic, and h- human about them. But Bottoms is about two young women, PJ and Josie, and they are single AF, and they basically want to make out with women. So they start a self-defense class to get women to come to it. And then things, are- things happen. Things occur... There's a lot of highs and lows, tears and laughter. Because I at I first thought that they were leaving school, but I think they're kind of in their like senior year. They're like 17, 18, right? Um, I think so. There's a lot of teen queer angst, which I love. What did you think of the film? Talk to me about your thoughts. Obviously, I preferred this one because of the coming of age.
3: Yeah, I think Bottoms is super fun. I think it's yeah. fun because it's like... It's basically two people trying to get their virginities taken by cheerleaders, yeah. which is like such a cliche story, right? Like kick but it's ass, two girls. right? It's like kick-ass. But it's two girls. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just such a fun spin. Yeah. And they're both like so awkward and PJ obviously takes the lead in everything. Like, she's such a strong character. Not bottom she's energy. She's so determined. No. <laughs> so determined. So like, I'm going to find a way to sleep with the hottest girls in school and this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> And then it's it just gets so absurd. Like they start a fight club, like an actual fight
1: club. That was too much. I was like, oh my god, ladies, the bruising. I was like, what are parents gonna say? (laughs) (laughs) The blood, the bruising, yes.
3: Yeah, (laughs) girls speeding up, girls, woo. (laughs) Girl on girl action,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) I feel like right off the bat there's so much relatability but like it the relatability is satirized like the over the speaker it's like will the girls who are gay untalented and ugly please come to the principal's office and I was like ouch (laughs) (laughs) And and then also just the vibe of like a conversation that I've rarely seen on screen when PJ and Josie are talking about why are these beautiful intelligent funny girls with guys like that and i'm like literally so true because yeah why are they with they're with these guys who are being represented as like potatoes they've got nothing in their brains they're all like sports want to make it out cool i don't understand anything that's going on except the football and the pj and josie are just like we are so much better than that and honestly that is such a vibe because I'm like the amount of women that I have seen that are treated so like just in media and also just like out and about on the tube I'm like why are you with this man he's not speaking to you very nicely and I I, I'm not being rude like there are some fantastic men out there love you treat those women nicely but there's some where I'm just like these ladies could do so much better like why are they settling with these absolute d-listers <laughs> you know and I mean? then
3: especially what's her name isabel she has this boyfriend who like cheats on her repeatedly and she just yeah, gets back
1: together with exactly him. and it's it's literally like why? Like ladies were better than this. Mm. Um also another line everyone knows he's fruity. <laughs> just the <laughs> thing I think Josie was saying it in a rant. I really had an affinity with Josie like that anxious lesbian vibe. Mm-hmm. Um just the way she absolutely they were have one of their first conversations they had at the homecoming event and she absolutely just falls apart. <laughs> And she, she's literally like, I'm going to be alone forever, except I'm going to be set up with the, there's a gay guy in their year, and everyone knows he's fruity, and I'm just going to die alone. <laughs> and I'm like, love that. That was me in it's high so- school.
3: <laughs> oh
1: my god.
3: Honestly, like, it's so relatable yeah, in so many ways, yeah. aside from the punching each other for fun. What is kind of outrageous, too? How,
1: how, talk to me, walk me through how you think it's outrageous.
3: The violence. It's like super violent, but like in a really fun way.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize how violent it was going to be. But then I, towards the end of the film, I was like, oh my God. But then I realized I didn't actually care because it was like queer ladies on top. Literally. Yeah.
3: The bottoms were on the floor, actually. The (laughs) bottoms are the men.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Actually, the type of violence in this film gave me Jennifer's body vibe vibes. Yes. Have you seen Jennifer's yes. Body? Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's You're like right. the same kind
3: of, like, violence. It's like kick
1: meets Jennifer's Body meets... I don't know if you ever saw The Duff? No. It's kind of like Mean Girls, I don't know. But it's like all that kind of vibe. Yeah. But I like that. I like that representation of female rage because mm. it's not something that's shown that much, let alone like with, like, teens. Like, teen girls um... You could tell these women have all come together. They're all repressing something. They all have this rage inside of them that needs to be let out. And I think we always talk about how like boys need to let out their frustrations. You know, some boys, especially in the States, do like boxing or wrestling. And it's like, what about what about the girls? Like we have anger as well. And, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) But also like, you know we have those feelings of frustration and it's, it's nice to kind of see women writers kind of writing that in such a way that it's actually, it's okay. There's a safe space to be able to do it. Um, And they all bond over it as well. Like they're treated negatively, how they've been harassed or, you know, Sylvie and her stepdad, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Sylvie yeah. scared me. Sylvie, the one with the snapback, who's like, "Yes, queen!" Oh, <laughs> um, with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, queen, queen. <laughs> <She's so beautiful. laughs> I've met someone like that before. I was actually crying <laughs> at the like the actual like aggressiveness of being like, "Yes, queens!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um,
3: yeah. Um, One of my favorite quotes is when Isabel says, I really value when people use violence for me. It's actually one of my love languages.
1: Ah, yes. So there you go. Yes. It's
3: all about violence, but it's about love. Yes.
1: And also, is it Brittany that's like, she pins PJ down at some point and she's like, stop smiling. I'm kicking your ass. And PJ's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly that would be me like you know when people say like oh she could beat me up yeah
3: like kate blanchett like she could literally step on me beat me up <laughs> this is this is that moment this is literally that moment yeah honestly <laughs> it's great PJ's is such like she's i like her cause she's such a strong character but she's yeah. a b-
1: yeah but- yeah yeah, she's not very likable.
3: But like, no, but I kind of like it. But yeah. I I mean, listen, I, I'm not a, I don't, you know, I mean, a little bit of mean. There's nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah she says some bad things and she was kind of really rude to Hazel, but they make up in the end. Justice
1: for Hazel, however, um, yeah. I got so sad when Hazel kept being overlooked. I love characters like Hazel, always the underdog um mm. Hazel's iconic love Hazel's fashion love that she starts blowing stuff up spoiler alert
3: oh she lost her TNT
1: yeah she's uh, uh, a <laughs> pyrote- pyrotechnic uh <laughs> pyrotechnic pyrotech girl she's an arsonist pyrotech girlie um <laughs> i love it i'm like yes i yeah i got sad that PJ kept overlooking her i was like I was like, PJ, stop being selfish for two seconds and, like, following your hormones. Hazel's actually doing so much for you. Can you just grow up? And, like, I get it. They're 17. And, you know, she realises eventually. I'm like, oh, yeah.
3: I mean, she has such like television. Like the only thing she wants is to have sex with Isabel, and it's then Brittany, it's funny right? because is it Brittany
1: the oh, Brittany, yeah, yeah Isabel's, Isabel's-, Isabel's the one that Josie um Josie calls for.
3: actually gets with Isabel yeah because have- Isabel's bisexual and they
1: actually connect. I yeah. love their chemistry. They're so cute.
3: Yeah, it's actually really nice. But then PJ's still with nothing, and yeah. so she gets like more desperate and desperate, and the more desperate she gets, the meaner she gets.
1: Mm. Um but I like that the because PJ's kind of positioned I know PJ and Josie are kind of like main protagonists, but I like that PJ is positioned as the main character but comes across so jaded and unlikable and actually doesn't end up with anyone. I quite I quite liked that they did that. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's slow like she is maturing. She is growing. Like this this Growing pains period is part of growing up, and she she will get there and I liked that they kind of showed that, yeah, in conjunction with Josie, who's like ready for a connection. It's so cute,
3: yeah, it is cute. The funny thing about Isabel and p j is that it does come to a kind of a part where p j is very open and clear about like mm-hmm. oh, this is what I actually want, and They kiss and Isabel's like, "Wait, oh PJ's like, oh wait, I'm gay." And Isabel's like, "Yeah, I'm not. I just like gay." Oh, (laughs) oh,
1: Brittany, (laughs) Brittany. Oh, when she was like, one of the cheerleaders was like, "I'm so gay," and Brittany's like, "I'm so not." I was like, "That's go off." I loved that. Like little, little it was just so funny how it's like
3: she literally picked the straightest girl she could possibly (laughs) have a crush on (laughs) stereotype.
1: Always, but then it's like PJ, she goes for the unobtainable because she's deep down, she's not ready.
3: Totally true. Totally true.
1: Also, the whole dynamic with Jeff absolutely kills me because he, I feel like Jeff, Isabelle's ex boyfriend, he is exactly how lesbians see Jocks brainless. Just, yeah. What, like, how is he popular with the teachers and also all of the girls like how has he got like the hot cheerleader Beats me. i feel yeah i feel like that it's such a queer lens and i love that they satirize that because it's literally like the lesbian perspective is oh this woman this girl could do so much better like what i was saying before and they really amplify that and jeff is just jeff makes no sense jeff is insane and also there's a bit in the cafeteria where Isabel confronts Jeff and he's sat with all of his jocks and it's literally like the scene of The Last Supper.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's got like
3: Amazing. Got,
1: like the background and they're all sat like Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're all sat like Jesus and his disciples. Um, but that's literally what it feels like because they're all worshipping him like crazy yeah and my girlfriend was like which one's Judas and I was like it was too quick (laughs) (laughs) that was good as Mm. well how did
3: you feel about the ending on the football field so
1: I was worried that the ending was going to go too far but I actually ended up really enjoying it and I was like yes girls justice walk us through it (laughs) so Basically, they get to the big game. The plan is to blow up a tree to stop the game because the game is between their school and Huntington, the other team. And there's been speculation that Huntington is going to kill someone at the game. Um, so they go to kind of confront the situation. They're going to blow up a tree, stop the game, all that stuff. And then they realise that... Um, they manage to piece together that the sprinklers on the football pitch are filled with pineapple juice, and Jeff is deathly allergic to pineapple. So basically, they have to end up rescuing Jeff, the idiot. <laughs> and then it turns into like a full scale war with the Huntington boys, where the girls fight them and kill them all. Yeah. And win. Massacre. And literally, everyone in the stands is just like, eh. Yeah. But there's no consequence. It's hilarious. I love it. I love it's it. Just it. cheering. Yeah, it's like, like "Yes!" Yeah. So that's hilarious. I s- <laughs> Who is Ted? Oh, it's um- <laughs> <not> true. <laughs> it's whenever it's when the truth is revealed about why they started the club. <laughs> this is a side note. <laughs> but you know how t- the t- caretaker t- always cleans off the like hate crime that's like sprayed onto their lockers? Yeah, but there's hate crime sprayed on, and then when everyone's angry with them for because it gets exposed at the pep rally that they've just started it to get girls, and Josie walks past, and Ted doesn't even just stop to clean their lockers, and Josie just goes, "Ted," as he's walking down the corridor. She's just like, it's like a stellar moment, like a streetcar <gasps> moment where where she's like, "Ted," <laughs> and I was absolutely losing it. <laughs> i like, absolutely Just not- and then avril lavigne's complicated comes on oh and i was so like good. when is this film even set have i seen a single cell phone oh 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 i didn't even think about that no because then i was like is this supposed to be set in like the 90s noughties like peak high school mean girls era yeah um but
3: then everyone's, they're like gay and it's totally fine. So maybe not. It feels, it feels really it like feels, current. Yeah,
1: it feels really current. But I think it was kind of made to be timeless in a way, which I like. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, side note, Ted aside, um, what did you think of the ending? Did you like it as well? I loved it. Yeah? I mean,
3: just it, it was just so over the top, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. Like, yeah. The whole film's over the top, to be honest. Like <laughs> everything's just absurd. And the ending just brings it all together. Like. But
1: I think I think those those absurd over-the-top films like Kick-Ass or American Pie. Um those kinds of films I always found quite difficult to watch growing up because they're so male-gazy- I think flipping the stereotype on its head and having a queer female gaze and queer female gaze. As the center focus of the (laughs) film, really, really worked for me. And it was nice to kind of have that, have our own version of that genre. I really, really enjoyed it. And I like that Josie and Isabel reconcile. I like that PJ's kind of awkward with Hazel, but like, you know, they're not ready for that yet. And that's fine. It's just, it was such a good, positive way to end it. Yeah. Uplifting. Thank for the queer you. youth.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Because I know we've talked a, we've talked a bit about the coming of age before. Like in on our gay actually channel, we've talked about Heartstopper. And I think there's a lot to be said for it. Of obviously kids that we never would have had a film like this when we were growing up in the mainstream. So it's just it's just so nice to see That kind of representation in a slightly newer, quirky way that isn't super depressing and scary and nerve wracking. It's just silly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we're okay. Let's just have a bit of fun. I quite I quite like that we have that we have that balance with both of these films where queerness isn't the main issue. Yeah, it's just a part of the journey. And because I think we've talked about before how like coming out sometimes it really works as a plot point of a film but then sometimes it's really nice to just kind of have it there in the background and it is, it's a fine balance for sure but I think these films have smashed it. Hmm. I totally agree with what you say and I think what's so fun about
3: Bottoms is that it completely centralizes the queerness but in a different way than what we're used to. And in a very relevant way like I I think we can all agree that as gay people or queer people when you're with other queer people you talk about being queer right and it's like it's amazing (laughs) it's just so fun to talk about because it's like it's just fun and this is what the film does it's like all about that queerness but not in a way that we're used to where it's like you say an issue or it comes with baggage or it comes with coming out it's instead, it's all that focus on queerness, but in the way that we like to talk about it and experience it and the things we like to, like, that, that actually give us, like, satisfaction and pleasure to talk about. Yeah. And that's what's so fun about it. It's like, yeah, we acknowledge it constantly, but in, like, the best way possible, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yay. Yay, gay. Um,
3: um, I mean the funny thing about this theme for this week is that Rachel Sennett isn't even queer but,
1: um, <laughs> yeah that was a plot twist I wasn't expecting for this episode I'm not gonna lie definitely uh, it's just
3: that these two films I know they're like I know she has a little cult following yeah for her films but also I know that a lot of it is from the lesbians not exclusively but definitely some on twitter
1: you see you lesbians hey girls
3: you go hey <laughs> because she plays these queer characters or or she's at least in films with queer characters, yeah. like in Bodies, 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 she her sexuality is not explicitly mentioned, she's in a relationship with a man, but the main characters are a lesbian couple. Mm. And there's like other queer characters, you know, there's always queerness. She's just ally. And
1: ally. Or oh, she's not defined herself, and we respect that too. What's the cue for?
3: <laughs> Come on, Rachel, send it. <laughs>
1: safe space safe space (laughs) none of that you do you boo you keep representing (laughs) queer ladies positively and well and your cult following Mm. will be here to stay honey
3: Mm -mm. oh other thing she has this other film um from 2020 called Mm Tahara. i haven't seen it personally and this is also a queer film where she plays a queer character okay Wow. So it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming.
1: She's all over the queer issues.
3: Exactly. She loves to play a lesbian. Maybe we should talk about it, honey.
1: <laughs> We're here for you, girl.
3: <laughs> you want to explore? <laughs> Not with me. Just, I mean, if you listen to the podcast and it interests you. Do you want to go to a
1: lesbian bar in London? <laughs> Butch, please.
3: <laughs> hello, hello
1: do you have any final thoughts on these two films
3: i love them i think um like i said i didn't i liked shiva baby first time i watched it but it wasn't like whoa but the second time around i liked it a lot
1: more that's good to know because i've only seen it once yeah
3: but it's been like months and months like maybe a year since i watched it the first time so maybe give it some time
1: yeah marinate and
3: then i think bottoms is super fun I really want you to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. <laughs> Do it.
1: I will. Maybe we'll have to talk about it.
3: Um. Yeah. I think I Rachel just about Rachel in it. Um. I think her acting is just super fun, mm-hmm.
1: and like her comedy is great. Yeah, and
3: it's just so relatable in such an odd way. It
1: is. Like, yeah, it is very strange, but that like I get why people connect to it. Like I did connect to it. Like Bottoms, I. It brought back memories, honestly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do you know what? And also just <laughs> memories of watching films in the 2000s that you're like, oh my God. So I totally get it. She is very, very funny. But yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this monthly series as part of the UK Film Review Podcast. If you have liked what you've listened to, never fear, there is more to listen to. <laughs> Um, (laughs) we have an episode that also went up this week on good grief as we said earlier we also do monthly episodes over here on the third thursday of every month gay actually here we are we also have monthly episodes on our gay actually channel so we have two episodes a month for your listening pleasure if you want to get in touch with us we are at Gay Actually podcast on instagram and via email at gayactuallyuk at gmail.com if you've got any requests for episodes if you want to be on the podcast if you just want to chat
3: excellent well said well <laughs> said
1: thank you <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> thank you so much joyce as always thank you for suggesting today's wonderful theme i've had such a blast
3: Thank you, Amber, as always.
1: We'll be back on our Gay Actually channel in a couple of weeks to discuss All of Us Strangers, the new Andrew Scott, Paul Mescal film. <sighs> Start
3: praying for me. <laughs> so
1: bad. I'm going to cry. We ain't ready.
3: No, tell me about <laughs> it. I'm going to pop a Xanax before we go to the cinema.
1: <laughs> so anyway, go and see the film or, you know, just chat about it with us. That's cool too. Uh, but take care, everyone. In the meantime, have a lovely couple of weeks, and we'll see you next time.
3: Bye. Bye.